0: Matthew chapter 13, let us stand for the reading of God's word for God's people. It's beginning in verse number 45, Matthew 13, and start with 45. I'm going to read two verses, then we'll expound on that. Matthew 13, 45, again, the kingdom of heaven is like unto the merchant man seeking goodly pearls, who when he had found one pearl of great price, went and sold all that he had and brought it. Let us pray. Father, we just thank you this morning for all that you've done. We thank you of each heart. Help us to understand your words and apply it to our lives. Lord, and praise the Lord to just open our hearts and receive the word you need, having grafted in our lives right now, Father. we just praise you for what you do in Jesus' name. Empty yourself and fill me with thy spirit. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Here, here we find the Lord Jesus, according to the text, is preaching and teaching from a boat. Jesus had to uh, went down to the sea to preach and teach, but so many people got around him, pushed around him uh, that he had to get into a boat and push off to the shore so that people could see and hear His voice. So he, he gets in his boat, and he begins to preach and teach one of the classic passages in the Word of God, and he begins to preach to them is what is called a parable. We all know what a parable is. A parable is an earthly story with a heavenly meaning behind it. It's a story of earthly uh, plane that everybody can relate to, something in your life, something you've seen in nature, some personal thing in your life. He's saying that that he makes this spiritual application to something that's spiritual realm. I believe that is why common people love to listen to Jesus preach. Uh, The Bible said the common cured him gladly I, i'm glad he, he didn't preach over their heads he didn't preach under their feet but he preached on something that they all could understand and grab a hold of uh, too many preachers a day are preaching these hundred thousand dollar words and a lot of people sitting in the audience don't understand a word what they're saying but he, he preached to them. you know what he, he, he preached to them. he used this story about finding the sheep that were lost and he used the stories like finding the gold corns that were lost in the house. He used family stories about a boy that went wayward and, got, and broke his daddy's heart, but he came back. He used those kind of stories. He's used the stories like uh, he always used them old cornbread stories that packed such a punch that would make a difference in their life. And the and amazing to me is the messages that he preached 2,000 years ago, we're still preaching those messages today. Yeah. And would it be good to preach a message today and be somebody 2,000 years of God tarries and preach the same message? We find him preaching these parables, and there are seven in chapter 13. And I'm not preaching all seven of them right there so the church can say amen. We'll be here all afternoon if I did. But we're preaching on the sixth parable uh, that's called the merchant seeking this pearl, these goodly pearls. But he winds up with one pearl, a pearl of great price, and he ends up selling everything that he has that takes that pearl because it seems to have much value in it. So preaching on this thought this morning, the pearl. There, there's, there's a misconception on this parable here. I've got commentary, I've read commentary uh, of what people think this parable is all about. They say the merchant man is, is the law tailbound bound sinner and the pearl is the great price of salvation through uh, the Lord Jesus Christ. Then they say this merchant keeps searching and searching for salvation. And, and when he finds salvation, he gives everything that he's got to become a partaker of salvation. I strongly disagree with that. I, I, I strongly disagree with that. It's why, why do I do it? Well, the Bible said there is there's none seeking God. There's none seeking God this morning. I did not go looking for God. God come looking for me. I thank God that when He came and found me, He gave me the opportunity and afforded the opportunity to accept Him as my Savior this morning. I'm glad there, I did not resist Him. But there are people today that resist the Holy Spirit this morning. Amen. But the fact is, I wasn't running after God. He come running after me. His conception is about this man. He's not the sinner. Because sinners are not looking for salvation this morning. On top of that, if he found it, they couldn't buy this salvation this morning. We find to hear people are saying that about this man finds salvation, the pearl. He sells everything that he has. Can I say this? Uh, you can live a, a hundred lifetimes. You can have a thousand kingdoms. Uh, you can spend a thousand mass treasures and still not could buy one second of walking down the streets of gold through the pearly gates of heaven. You can have, You can live a hundred thousand lifetimes, be the kings over kingdoms, and still not have enough to buy one drop of the precious blood of Jesus Christ this morning. I don't care how many times you've been baptized. I don't care how many times you join a church. I don't care how many scriptures you can quote. To, I don't know. I, I I don't know how good a person can be, been or whatever he's been. You're not good enough to earn enough to earn God's free gift of salvation. It must come through Jesus Christ. This morning, the misconception is that this merchant man is a sinner. And the pearl is the salvation. The merchant in this parable, thank God for this merchant, that he goes looking, seeking something. The word merchant means a man on a journey, looking for something valuable. He's on a journey from his home. Where he's walking at is not his home. He is left on his journey. He is looking for something of high value. And when he sees what he wants and what he has is sufficient enough to purchase what he was after. Yes, who is this man in this parable is? It's the Lord Jesus Christ. He, he's the one that has left his home on a journey. And, and you, he journeyed into this world and he comes seeking to save that which was lost. Uh, the, this morning he had, he had enough, was sufficient, able to buy what he was seeking for. And what he had sufficient enough to buy was running through his veins of Jesus Christ, was sufficient enough to buy the pearl of great price. The message of this parable is that this parable, well, it said something of great value. That gave all purchased it. I I read in Acts 20 and 28 it said God purchased the church uh, with God his own blood purchased the church. If the merchant is Jesus Christ, then there's no doubt that the pearl, the pearl is made up of lost, hell-bound sinners that Jesus Christ shed His blood for, His precious blood for, to redeem, to purchase, to buy, form that which is church of the living God this morning. He bought it. He paid for it. He purchased it. And then the pearl is the church this morning made up of lost sinners like you and I this morning. You know what that tells me? I'm part of this parable. <laughs> I am part of this parable. I am one of the characters in this story. I, I'm not the merchant, but I am one of the merchants brought. David. He might not uh, you might not give ten cents for me. You might not think I'm worth anything, but <laughs> there's somebody yeah. I thought I was worth it, amen. Yeah. Uh, there's somebody to pay the price for me. There was somebody that gave it all for me. Thank God for that. There are some amazing things about pearls. I got to looking them up when I read that. I said, Man, that's pearl. That's something about a pearl. Did you know the pearl is the only gem or jewel that is formed from something that is alive? Diamonds, rubies, gold, silver, you have to dig for them in the dirt. But pearls are formed from a living oyster. Something that is alive makes this pearl precious in value without that life that is transformed into a beautiful pearl. It would have never been formed or be anything if something doesn't make this pearl make it. Can I say I'm glad I am serving a living Savior this morning who in the world could they take a bunch of sinners and give them hope uh, and joy in their life who could give them something worth living for it did not come by a dead man wrapped up in some tomb outside of Jerusalem I'm talking about a living Christ uh, if Jesus is alive if Jesus isn't alive uh, how did God? How did the children get their fathers back uh, how did they take them off the board, uh, bar stools and put them on a the church pew how could they take somebody off the streets and put them in a church and get them in a Bible and read? if Jesus is not alive how could that had happened to us this morning so i'm glad i serve a risen savior this morning not some dead wrapped up mummy in a tomb somewhere amen amen you ought to say praise god right there and there so there's some things about this parable, uh, pearl that i want you to see very important listen to it and don't get ahead of me because when i start you're gonna get ahead of me you might jump up shut and run out the door and quit then okay so, so the things I want to show you about this pearl is the, the pearl's suffering. Every pearl starts because of suffering. It, 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 if there is a real pearl here, and I don't have a pearl. Anybody got any pearls? I don't have one. But if there's a real pearl here this morning, it did not get here without the means and modes of something suffering this morning. A real pearl that, uh, that starts out in a foreign subject, an irritant that gets into the closed mouth of the clam. It's, it starts working into the mouth. It's like when you get a, a speck in your eye and it gets irritating, gets irritating you. It's the same way. This speck gets into this, uh, uh, this uh, foreign irritant, gets into this clam, and it just irritates him. You ever looked at where the clam- oysters live? They live in the bottom. They're down at the bottom. I, I, I read that it said most of the time the irritant that gets into the oyster is dirt. Look where they live at. They're not on the top side of the ocean, it's always on the ground level. And because where they live at, they get this irritant that calls them suffering. Let me say this to all of us this morning. That's what it's like because one day back in Genesis chapter 3, uh, an irritant got into mankind. Romans 5 said, Wherefore, while one man's sin entered into the world and death by sin, and so death passed upon all men that all have sinned. Every one of us knows what it's like to have that irritant, that sin, that suffering today. You know why you have tears, heartaches, family breakups, death, depression? Why? Because all the sin of this world, pride, envy, malice, lust. The reason why we suffer in this world is because the irritant that got in through Adam and Eve this morning. It's called sin this morning. But I will say this, there ain't no form of pearl unless there is an irritant. You're not going to get a pearl out of an oyster or if it don't get irritant in it. It has to come down. It's, there's got to be some suffering in this oyster, this clam, whatever I'm talking about. There's some suffering. There, there is no church without suffering yeah. from Christ this morning. Listen here. A church that does not routinely and regularly lift up the Lord Jesus Christ and his suffering on the cross and his victorious resurrection, that is not the church of Jesus Christ. That is the church of Satan Uh, this morning. A church that lifts up their own membership, a church that lifts up their own money, a church that lifts up their own works, their own uh, baptism, their own uh, sacraments, that is not the church of Jesus Christ. That is the church of Satan this morning we're here to lift up the name of Jesus we're to glorify the name of Jesus this morning because he suffered for the church this morning we see the suffering of this pearl I want you to see the shaping of this pearl When an oyster gets its irritant, it begins to produce this thing called nacre to coat over and over and over around that irritant. And when the irritant makes its way into the oyster and the pearl is formed with a substance called nacre, it begins to coat that little irritant over and over until that irritant is no longer seen. It is hidden inside of that beautiful mother of pearl this morning. The irritant that was the dirt, that that is us this morning. We are the dirt. We are made from the dirt, the Bible says. What God created us from the dust of the world. We are formed from the dirt. And then the irritant of sin got inside of us this morning. Listen to what I'm going to tell you this morning. The dirt, the irritant has no life on its own (laughs) it cannot shape itself by itself it cannot create a pearl by itself it's impossible for dirt to form itself it takes a solution and it's the secretion that takes the precious nacre of that which is living to bring value that which is dead, don't get ahead of me, you might shout and run now. That, that dirty, dead irritant, something dead and dirty is made into something priceless because something living coated it over it. And something that was precious this morning, that makes it beautiful this morning, it covers up the old rust, it covers up the old dirt, it covers up all that. And what can you say, have you ever seen a pearl and seen the irritant inside that pearl? No, you can no longer see the irritant of that pearl. Somebody wearing a pearl around their necks. You cannot look at that speck, that irritant inside of that pearl that started it. You can't see it no more. You can't see that speck no more. Because the solution has covered up the pollution. The solution was covered up by the dirt and now made it precious and valuable. Whew. (laughs) Y'all ain't getting this. You ought to be jumping and running. You are dirt. You are irritated. You've got sin. You can't form nothing on yourself. You cannot be anything on yourself. It's going to take some solution to get something right inside of you. It's going to take something that covers you up to make it right. It's going to take something other than self because self can't do it. There's going to have to be a solution to your problems. I hope you know what I'm talking about this morning. Dirty, rotten mankind cannot make himself anything valuable for God. Our Savior hung on the cross and began to secrete the solution that covered up sin for all mankind. It is the precious blood that covers sin. Sin messed us up and it takes us invaluable and God creates the solution that makes us valuable in the sight of God again. What can wash away my sins? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make me whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. He takes the guilty stains are gone from me. Thank God it is on you. What can happen? Praise God. Come on. Woo! Yes! Amen. Yes. Washed it away. He is a hey that must he die. Must yeah. Die. Yeah. I'll go. Pray that price. Oh, yes. Amen. Hey. And it still the blood. <laughs> still the blood. Amen. Amen. Yes, it is. To the depths of the sea. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. I-, I remember being nothing but a dirt. And Jesus Christ plunged me. Beneath that bloody of Calvary, and no longer sees the dirt that I was, <laughs> but he sees the redemption of his son. It is still the blood. Thank God for the solution this morning. I, I'm not what I want to be, I'm not what I'm going to be, but thank God, praise God, I'm not what I used to be. Amen. I've been washed and covered and redeemed. I don't look much to you. But thank God when He sees me, I look a whole a lot better to Him this morning. Amen. We're suffering. We see the suffering of the pearl. We see the shaping of the pearl, shaped by something that was living and living life for something that is dead and bring it to beauty. Then we see the shining of the pearl. I I looked at that word, I call it shining. But I looked the pearl up, and those in the jewelry world, those that handle those things, they call it luster. Shining for these little hicks like me, that's what is good. They say that a pearl that has value has a lot of luster. Don't get ahead of me on this. They say one of the amazing characteristics of a pearl is the way it is able to reflect light. They said that a high quality of a pearl would seem that it illuminate from within itself. <laughs> a real good one looks like it's glowing and shining from the inside to the outside. A real good one will, li- will have a shine, that luster that comes from the inside out. You see, that's what Jesus did for us this morning. It didn't work. On the outside to the inside, there is, that is, that's religion. Religion says clean up and God will clean up the inside or fix the inside. That is not the way God works. God said, I will fix you on the inside and it will follow to the outside. It will shine from the inside to the outside. They say pearls' luster or shine has a significant influence on a pearl's value. Has a pearl that shines. Where does the luster of a pearl comes from? One of the biggest factors in the luster of a pearl is determined in the quality of his nectar. If you got poor nectar, then it shines, and the luster is not going to be as high quality. But they say the thicker of the nectar, the quality gets improved. It shines, the luster gets improved. Remember what I told you nectar was? It's the type of blood of Jesus Christ that will determine if a pearl really shines this morning. It has gone through good nectar. It's got that good nacre on it, that thick nacre. I am glad that the nacre that I was, was spent on this old sinner boy, it was high quality. You don't know why we shine in the dark world like we should? You know why we should have come this, before they have this luster on us and the salt on us? It's because what we have is the best look that this world could get. Outside of this universe, we have the best that we've been washed in. You've been washed in the blood of Jesus Christ, the best that there has been, the best that will always be. And let me just talk, tell you about the shining of it. If you've been washed in this blood, you've been cleansed from this blood inside, outside, let me tell you, you ought to be able to shine. There ought to be a glow about you because Jesus took and lustered you up and made you something valuable to this world to see this morning. You say, well, they're talking about this pearl shining. Why should I live a godly life? Pass out tracts. Because after he suffered for us, he shaped us. Then we should turn around and shine for him. As a matter of fact, it, it's, it should just be a, a natural thing because a pearl shines naturally. It just does. You don't, you don't think it just shines natural. Why? Because it's been covered with the right stuff. You ought not have to try so hard to live a Christian life. If you're constantly struggling trying to live for God, maybe you weren't covered in the right stuff to begin with. Amen. Maybe you got lightly covered. Maybe you need to come back and get some thick covered on you, get the right neck or get the right blood on you. Maybe you just ain't shining enough. If you get the right stuff, it makes you want to shine this morning. We shine because it makes... Him look good in this world this morning. You're what, what everybody sees. They don't see Jesus Christ. We don't see him, but we know that he exists. We know that he's alive. He's inside of us. And we ought to shine and let this world know that there's something different about us than what this world is. In, in the Roman days, they said that those who wore pearls around their necks, around the wrist were people of value, important, People that had authority. Hmm. (laughs) Let me just say this. You are a pearl this morning. You are a pearl this morning. You are valued. You have authority. Can I say he's still making strings of pearls today? Sinners getting saved every day. He's still making strings of pearl every day that has value, that has luster on them, that has authority on them. He is making them something great this morning. I am glad I am one of his pearls this morning. I am glad he suffered that I could have life. I was dead, lost, undone, on my way to hell. I was getting ready busted wide open. I had no sense of God, nor that I care about the things of God, but somehow I was sitting in the church and I heard that call. You need to come to the altar. You need to accept me. I can't do that. I want to live my own life. I want to be my own way. I want to do my own thing. He said, no. That's death. That's death. You need to come down to the altar and get life uh, and get life. He pricked my heart. I went down to that altar. I got down on my knees and I begged God, Lord, forgive me for I'm nothing but a dirty, rotten sinner. How could you love me so much? How could you go to the cross and die so much? I'm dirty, rotten, no good. He said, but I got something that'll cover you up. I've got something to make you shine. I've got something to make you better. I've got something that's going to make you valuable to this world. And I'm going to wash you in my blood. I'm going to make you hold again. I'm going to make you shine. I'm going to make you shine in this world. If you're having a hard time shining in this world, I suggest you get down to this altar and say, Lord, I didn't get the right stuff pulled on me. I went down to some church and they just doctored me up and sprinkled some stuff over me. Say, hey, you all right? You go back. That ain't how it is. You come down, you get a hold of God and God will pick you up. Amen. Can I say I am glad that I am one of his pearls this morning. I have value in his sight this morning. When God sees me, he don't see that old wretched old dirty up sorry dog Jimmy. He sees his son. (laughs) He sees his son this morning. What does God see when he looks at you? Are you shining for him? Do you need to get more luster on you? then I suggest you come and get it today. And I'm not talking about religion. I'm talking about redemption this morning. If we can't walk out of here and shine for God, you need to get the altar. the Lord, fill me. Cover me. I, I, I don't. If you can remember when you was lost and undone on your way to hell, and God spoke to your heart, and you came... And You got saved, how you felt, how you got up and seemed like the world was different in your eyes then. And you start saying, I, I can't go to that place I used to go to. I, I can, but I just can't. There's something inside me that says I can't go there. There's something inside that I can't say that no more. There's something inside that I can't do that no more. There's something inside that says, hey, you've been changed. Too many people come down and get saved and say they're saved and they get up and go right back to the same bar stool they got off when they come for Sunday morning. You need to get the right stuff. You get the right stuff on you, and you're going to shine. I, I want to shine. <laughs> I'm just telling you, we're, we're living in a dark world today. And I'm not just talking our country. We're looking in a dark world today. And they need to see some shining lights in this world. They need to see some pearls in this world that reflecting. Did I I remember you? I told you it reflects the light. It reflects the light. A pearl reflects the light. Jesus said, I am what? If you are His and you are His pearl, then you're reflecting His light in this world. Everybody sees you. They see Him in you. Amen. Amen. What are you reflecting? Are you reflecting self or the light? I'm just saying that. Amen. The pearl. You are the pearl this morning. Bought by His blood said at Calvary, shine baby shine, shine baby shine, don't stop shining, just keep on shining, one day we'll hear, welcome thy end, thy good and faithful, son. I'm going to shine till I can't shine no more, and when I can't shine no more, because I'm going to be standing in the light.